Welcome to NIL Undressed. I'm Ryan Schockner, along with the future mayor of Football USA, the city with 37 reported active NFL players and countless college football players, Rock Hill, South Carolina, Dr. Cheney Robinson. Hello, hello. Good afternoon. Cheney, this has to be cool for you, having been part of the Oglethorpe University Athletic Department way back in the old days. Well, I mean, that's, we don't have to go back that far. It was... <laughs> It was the early 2000s, mid, early mid 2000s. But yeah, it, it, it really is cool getting somebody from a, a stormy petrel on the podcast with us. Hey, today's guest has done some something really the majority of people that follow College of Athletics didn't think was really going to happen. A non-Division one athlete making an impact and really being a leader in the NIL space. In fact, Lainey Higgins of, of Oglethorpe University's women's volleyball team, a D3 program in Atlanta, not only told all the skeptics to shut their mouths, not, not verbally, but in her actions, right? Uh, so get comfortable, and we get to listen to uh, Lainey's uh, accomplishments here. I'm going to read them off, all right? Lainey has forged partnership with brands like Meta, Champs, Outback, Hugh Collar, In Beauty, Campus Inc. She's got her own clothing uh, deal on Campus Inc. and many others. And it doesn't stop there. One of the untold stories of athletes in the NIL space is how they give back to the community, right? Lainey has donated her earnings to charities like USF Health, Extra Yard for Teachers, and the Women's Sports Foundation. Her partnerships have resulted in over, and now this is where you tell the athlete is the real deal, right? Because they're giving you some of these analytics, right? Have resulted in over 450 media placements with a total audience of nearly 70 million people. She understands the metrics, and as a freshman, she was named to Meta's NIL Empower 2.0, which features 30 of the top female student athletes around the country. And as part of her participation in the program, Lainey earned the program's Hustle Award, right? That's an award that both of us, both of us, Cheney, we can get our arms around, right? Uh, especially in this NIL space. All right. Yeah. This summer, Lainey was one of four female student athletes featured at the NIL Summit on Instagram's content capture, creation, and storytelling panel. She also recently spoke as the featured athlete panelist at NACTA's Navigating Small School NIL webinar. Through her involvement in Meta's NIL Empower 2.0 program, Lainey started a weekly content franchise on Instagram Live called Walking and Talking. The show has already featured 18 female student athletes who are also social influencers from around the country. The show's guests have a combined social media following of over 1.2 million people. The Walking for Talking recap reels have already generated over 90,000 views, averaging nearly 5,000 views per episode. Again, real deal. She knows her stuff. Yeah. She knows the metrics. In addition down. to her success on the volleyball court and with NIL, right? It doesn't stop there. She's been successful in the classroom throughout high school and college in high school she was a four-time academic All-American. More recently, she was named to the Southern Athletic Association's Academic Honor Roll, as well as Oglethorpe University's Dean's List. 
Laney has also earned the Southern Athletic Association Sportmanship Award this past fall. During her senior year of high school, Laney became, listen to this, Janie, we've got an OG of NIL here in, in the Florida space. She was the first high school female athlete in Florida to sign an NIL deal. And she earned a college scholarships from USA Volleyball, Positive Coaching Alliance, and Heart of a Champion. Laney resides in Tampa with her family while she's not in college and works at the uh, as the Orlando Tampa Volleyball Academy's social media manager. They're in good hands. She mm-hmm. also recently worked on the NCAA social media team for the 2023 NCAA Men's Frozen Four. Laney, I need to catch a breath, but welcome yeah. to NIL Undressed. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate coming on and you guys choosing to have me on. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Glad you're on. How do you do you sleep? I mean, that, that the bio took forever. It was, it was <laughs> I mean, it was action packed. But do you ever get to rest? No, not in season. No. <laughs> well, what we like to do is is we start off with some rapid fire questions. So here you go. All right. So you've moved from Tampa, where you've got ocean views every day, to landlocked Atlanta. What do you miss most about home? Well, definitely my family the most. My dad is like my best friend in the whole world. I'm constantly texting him, calling him, um, having him show up for games just on random weekends. Um, I also really miss being on the lake. I grew up on the lake and went tubing and went on the boat all the time. So I've really missed that. Um, Also, the weather. I didn't expect Atlanta to be as rainy as it was this past year. Yeah. I always figured that um, Tampa would be more rainy and Florida weather is kind of unpredictable, but it's actually the reverse. Atlanta is definitely very rainy. <laughs> it, it certainly can be. I'm, I'm from, from South Georgia, but it, and, and Atlanta can be cold too now. And it, definitely. it is cold quickly. I was not expecting that either. I'm a Florida girl through and through. So that's right. You got to get the, not for me. you got to get the big coat. Got to get the yeah. big coat. Best part of living in Atlanta. I think that there's so much to do. There's so many new things to try. Like we have the Georgia Georgia Aquarium, the World of Coke, Pond City Market. There's just so many new things to try. We're always finding new ways to not be bored, but there's just so much to do. So when you pull out of the campus and you turn right, you're headed down Peachtree Road, right? You're headed towards Buckhead. What's your favorite restaurant in Atlanta? And then what's your what's the menu item? What's your go-to menu item? Honestly, right beside um, our campus is Town Brookhaven. And there's this, there's a bunch of restaurants and uh, grocery stores and all this a variety of things. And there's this place called Hobnob. And I'm like a pretzel fiend. Like I love pretzels so much. Um, so I will get a hobnob pretzel. It's usually an appetizer, but I'll eat it as a meal. There you go. All right. So you're getting re- it's, it's game day, right? You're getting ready for your match. What are you doing to get pumped up, get hyped for the match? Unlike other people, I kind of need to wind down before matches or I'll overthink and get in my head and just be all over the place a little bit. So my way of doing that is distracting myself and making content with my teammates. Like 
I'm constantly throwing a phone in their face and asking them questions. I do questions with teammates pretty much every day. And so if you check out my page, I'm pretty much throwing a phone in their face every 10 minutes. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it served you well as you transitioned into the NIL space, right? Um, now, but you were a Division three athlete, right? And the narrative uh, was that you have to be a power five D1 athlete in a revenue sport. And you you kind of turned your back on that narrative. But a lot of athletes are letting that kind of hold them back, right? That they're not that big power five revenue producing athlete. Um, and and still largely we see the numbers coming from you know D1 and, and all that sort of stuff. So um what you know, how did you initially process the NIL opportunity just in general, right? You know, it's it's out there, it's available. And then how did you identify how you were going to get into it and, and the role you were going to play in it? Well, when it first came out, the focus was on those power five male athletes. And then it shortly evolved into pay for play. And the narrative kind of got turned negatively. Um, and so I kind of wanted to prove people wrong and show people that D3 athletes can do it too. And at the time, I was a high school athlete. And so I really just wanted to prove everybody wrong. And then I also wanted to be in the marketing space when I grew when I am done with college. And I thought this was a great way for me to jump headfirst into it. Um, and I've learned so much from NIL, like negotiating and all these different tactics in order to build your social media and being able to talk with older people and be comfortable around it. And, so I wanted my success to open doors for female athletes of all levels because I kind of felt like a responsibility. Like if I am a D3 athlete, then it, I can open doors for other D3 athletes. But if I fail, then I probably am limiting them. Well, I think you learn a lot through failure too, right? I want to highlight something that you mentioned, right? You had a vision of getting into the marketing space after college. Now, this was as a high school athlete. And where a lot of the, the negative that surrounds NIL is, you know, they're just collecting money, or like you said, it, it's the pay for play. But you had the initiative, you had the idea of saying, hey, this is something I want to do. Let me try it out now. And I think a lot of people miss that where it's it's allowing athletes to get skills, right? Acquire skills, but also test out possible careers that they, you know, they think they want uh, down the line, right? Because we don't know if you're going to end up staying in marketing or this could, you know, the way it's looking is probably NIL is going to transition into a, you know, your own business. And, you know, it already is your own business, but something, you know, something bigger. And, uh, I just think that 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 is missed a lot of times with the whole NIL opportunity. It's allowing athletes to use skills at a at an earlier point, whereas before they weren't allowed to use them. Exactly. I think the whole point of NIL is for you to find a life outside of college and for you to be able to build your brand before you're outside in the real world and for you to get experience which is just huge and so much that I've learned through NIL. So I've just, I'm just super grateful for it. So how did Oglethorpe 
react, right? Because, you know, we talk to a lot of schools and, you know, even at the division one mid-major level, a lot of athletic departments are just now dipping their toes in the NIL space, right? But here this freshman comes on campus and, you know, becomes this big deal in the NIL space. So that had to, you know, push them out of their comfort zone. So how, how did that whole, I'm curious, that dynamic um, transpire? Honestly, I haven't had a whole lot of communication with them about it. Um, I think they're mostly focused on their athletics, but I think that's part of being D3. There's not as many resources, which it just shows how much harder you have to work for it, which I'm definitely not um, going to stop being a hustler and working my butt off. Um, but they do show, they do, they're very appreciative of it and they think it's awesome. So, um, I love that. Well, they get to go along for the ride, right? It's like free publicity for them. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, most athletes are communicating and building their brands on social media and that, um, obviously using social media opens you up to a world that can be positive, but also can be negative, right? How did you get comfortable with who you are and what you share? And, you know, how do you handle negativity that might come your way? Honestly, I've always kind of struggled with it. I'm a very introverted person and I care what people think about me. I know it's bad, but I do. Um, and so I always care about how I look to other people. My posts, I was always saying, but how is this going to look to my teammates? my people that I know that I don't actually know, but I know like, um, and recently I went to the NIL summit and I spoke on a panel for Meta. And one of the girls that was on it with me was Anna Camden. And she said that um, the people that are doing more than you aren't going to be the ones that are criticizing you, which I really took to heart because you're never going to be looked at sideways by the people that are doing more than you. It's going to be, be the people that are doing less than you that are going to be criticizing you and make you feel embarrassed, which um, is definitely a problem in social media. But when I first started, I was posting like three times a year. And then I was a part of Meta's NIL Empower program. And we got coaches. And my coach was Pat Coran. And he Basically, my first call with him, he rips me a new one and said, Lainey, I don't know anything about you. Like you post three times a year and they're like still pictures. You need to show some personality. Um, I'm going to push you to post four times in this weekend. And I was completely freaked out. I was shocked. Um, I was just so stressed out about it. And then I just became more and more comfortable posting and I just realized like the moment you stop caring about what other people think is the moment that you're going to take off. And yeah. I've always really stuck with that. Yeah. That had to be a big burden off of you as well. Yeah. Right. Especially going from, you know, three times a year to multiple times now in, yeah. in a week or in a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I heard too, that uh, a good way to put it is the, the haters help get you uh, pushed up in the social media so they're there for a reason. They, they, you know, you're the people that like your stuff are going to like it, right. They're going to, they're going to press that, that little heart or the thumbs up. And mm -hmm. 
but the people that are taking the time to, you know, type out the paragraph on what you're doing wrong, they're actually really helping your metrics and uh, get you seen by more people. So it's, it's, you, you, you almost kind of welcome more haters than, um, than people that like it because they're going to help you help you grow even more. Exactly. Every time I see a comment, I'm like, okay, you're just pushing me out to more people. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So what, so there's high school athletes out there, right? Especially you're big on helping, you know, female athletes and all that. And, and that's a, you know, we've seen some, you know, negative stuff, uh, with some college athletes, you know, this past year and, um, and, and, you know, past previous years, um, and, you know, just handling all the pressures and everything that they have. So, what are some, if you had two or three tips that could help some of these female athletes or athletes in general get over that stigma or people caring about what they um, uh, are posting online, what what would that be? I would really take that quote to heart. The moment you stop caring about what other people think is the moment you start to become successful. And that's what I just told everybody the moment that I've heard it you really have to be authentic to yourself and be who you are because there's only one of you and that's what the world wants to see. We want to see you step up. We want to see you be yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. So you talked about hustling, right? Working hard and you're always going to work hard and and continue to hustle. And, and, And like in most sports, the public only sees the couple of hours that you're out on the court right for a match they don't see all the hours that you put in to get you ready for those two hours right at at each match so we know the same thing has kind of happens with nil too right tell us about the beginning and you talked about your coach right and and you and he rips you a new one you've posted three times in a year right how long did it take with you and your coach working together to really see things or before things really started to take off. We want to thank our sponsor, Success Beyond Game Day. For many athletes, the last safe place was the locker room. They could be themselves and not be judged. Success Beyond Game Day creates a locker room community for athlete development. Partnering with individual athletes, high schools, athletic departments, college and pro teams on building their brands, understanding name, image, and likeness, how to get deals, and personal finance, all while leveraging a proprietary assessment that identifies core skills that athletes can leverage to create a competitive advantage, all while creating an environment where athletes can connect to push each other to greatness. Check it out at www.successbeyondgameday.com. My first NIL deal was was with Q Caller, and it was because I had had so many concussions. And so Q Caller, you've probably seen it. Um, the a few NFL players wear it. People are in college and football are wearing it now too. Um, and so it's supposed to help you prevent traumatic brain injury. And so um, the marketing person was actually a family friend and she had heard about how many concussions I had had and was interested. And so I became their first volleyball athlete and I donated my money back to USF health because they had helped me so much through my concussion journey. And so if I wouldn't have had that deal, I wouldn't have had Meta's deal. 
And so Meta ended up leading to so many brand deals like Outback and Champs and in beauty and Campus Inc and NIL store. So it was mostly, it was all because of how much I was posting and how much I was showing the world who I was and how I wanted to be a hard worker. Like I wanted to be known as the most hardworking person in the room at all times. And so um, with my NIL, NIL coach, Pat, he really just pushed me. He was able to tell me new ideas when he had them, but he was just always on me, which is great. Like I needed that. Yeah. So were there, as, as your coaches, you staying on you and trying to keep you motivated, was it, were there times that you were like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing in the towel. So I res- referenced some of my deals, but I definitely take more no's than yeses. And I feel like that's just a part of life too. You have to be willing to take those no's. And especially as a D3 athlete, I don't have that many followers, but it's not about that. It's about the fact that I'm going to go out and present it to news media, news and media sources. And most people turn, don't turn away 18 year olds. So um, <laughs> that That's ended up great being, insight right there. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So they're not good. When I pitch it to a news source, they're not going to turn it away because that's probably better than a brand doing it or it's interesting. And so that I definitely see your side of it too, where I'm on the receiving end of this. I'm definitely switched on the other end. I'm usually doing walking and talking and I'm asking the questions and firing off all these questions. Um, And so I see, I get a lot of struggle getting guests and finding sponsors like this summer. I've been working hard to find a, but where an athleisure brand to sponsor me. And while I'm definitely getting close, it, I've definitely taken a lot of no's and it's about the yes in the end. So, yeah. Maybe well, it's, and it's not taking shot. it personal. It's not taking right. it personal, right? It's, it's, um, it's the hustle, right? And it's understanding. I think that's the biggest lesson. I, the, the D3, but even all the way up to D1 athletes is, just because you say you're going to be an NIL doesn't mean you're going to have all these opportunities coming to you. The athletes at the summit and the athletes that really get the, the attention um, they're out there working. And for every one, yes, they get that, you know, they might be getting, you know, 10 no's, but it's just not letting that disrupt that momentum. Exactly. And it's one step, one step closer to finding a brand that is more aligned to you and, finding a perfect partnership. Yeah. So you recently attended the NIL summit in Atlanta. What were some of the biggest takeaways from your time there? I think that how, how similar I was to the other athletes, because I was expecting me to come in and be like a fish out of water um, and be just like this little fish in this big sea. And I, was just so honored to be there. And I met so many amazing girls and guys that were hustling in their NIL space too. And so I really appreciated that. And I learned so much from them and I learned so much from an experience on being on the panel for Meta. And that was just so amazing. Um, I think it helped so much because of um, learning from other people as well and 
how they're thriving in their space and what are their tips and tricks. And so that was amazing. Yeah, I think that's one of the coolest things about NIL in general, but that the summit really helps facilitate, right? It's these new friendships and the collaboration. And and now, um, you know, we know athletes doing that are on the East Coast and West Coast, and they're, you know, partnering up for deals. And the creativity is just super cool. And I think that's probably one of the uh, surprises, at least for me, when it comes to what NIL has done is that it's competitive. Like, yeah, everyone, you know, you're up for an award, you want to win an award, you want to get you know, a bunch of deals, but it's, but it's also collaborative where it's athletes really trying to help each other out and find causes that are important to them and that sort of thing. Exactly. We actually had a dinner with the whole meta team, like the 30 girls that were um, a part of the program. And we had this like hour and a half. And of course we're shooting content the whole time. And so during that time, we're just like firing off like ideas and brainstorming TikToks and reels and just so it was amazing to learn from them and how their brain works and just their take on trends and stuff like that. So that was really cool. Oh man, that would have been awesome to be a fly on the wall in that <laughs> in that room. You've got some of the guys now like jealous that that they can't be part of that program. Yeah, Did you even was... get to eat during it? Um I didn't. I was just on my feet ready to go. <laughs> We were constantly like just awesome. going back and forth. Like it was amazing. That's awesome. Uh, all right. Knowing what you know now about NIL, what do you wish you would have done more of, you know, back in high school uh, to get prepared for this moment that you're in right now? Definitely posting more. Um, I had a few videos in high school that did well, but I never took advantage of it, which I definitely should have done because it would have put me in a better space, but um, it's helped put me to where I am now, but I wish I would have posted more and interacted more with adults. I think I was just kind of in my bubble and I should have expanded that a little bit. So, yeah. Well, and I think one of the things you mentioned too is, you know, getting comfortable with social media and being your authentic self. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's hard for a lot of people to do. Um, but especially, you know, like, like you said, you're, you know, you're a little bit more reserved, you know, in your natural environment and doing some of the, you know, the, the walking and talking is, you know, probably at least initially was a little bit outside of your comfort zone, but being who you are and being that authentic person was enough to get meta on board. So it's, you know, the point I'm trying to make is like big companies, they don't necessarily need the most, you know, out there person. That's not necessarily what they're looking for. You can be who you are and be authentic and still get really, really cool opportunities. Exactly. During, like you said, yeah, walking and talking, I was completely freaked out. I thought these girls around me were famous. I was just so nervous to even reach out. And then when I was, I was going on my campus, like with my phone in my face, like, Hey guys, welcome to walking and talking. Um, and so I was very freaked out about it, but with more episodes, I've just become way more comfortable with it. And honestly, it's helped me grow so much. So it's been really awesome. How did that idea come up? I'm curious. So we actually had like a homework assignment 
in Meta's program saying that we had to create a content franchise. So a weekly post every week. Fran Believe did Thinky Thoughts Thursday, where she just did random thoughts that she had throughout the day. Um, mine was that I really wanted to showcase how amazing these girls are that are with me in the NIL space and how inspiring they are and their journeys. And so I wanted to use that and the Instagram live feature. And so I would hop on Instagram live with them and then ask them some questions and do like a short little interview. But I also wanted to highlight how busy that female athletes are. I don't think that's talked about enough where, so I wanted it to be like an on the go conversation. So walking while talking, um, and we were going to walk to class, practice, or games on Instagram Live. And then afterwards, I do like a short little recap reel, which is amazing. And I've met so many amazing girls through it. I've learned so much from them. Um, they're really inspiring. And so it's just been really cool to learn from them. Yeah. Well, don't sell yourself short. You're inspiring a lot of people as well. So Absolutely. Um, your opinion in in athlete development right so getting ready for life after sports what do you you know what's what's missing um now you know we'll, we'll say you've only been on campus for a year right so uh but you've done a lot and you've grown a lot on your own and you're doing some really big things uh, about to get bigger but uh in your opinion what from an athlete development getting ready for life after sports what are what's missing i think just how real people are. I think that having agents is great and having all these people of teams is awesome, but as a D3 athlete, I don't have that. And so I have to do it all on my own, which has really helped me a lot. It's a lot more personable and those big time athletes that are having their agents and their content teams and like big schools that have big NILs like buildings done for them and all these content ideas and just most people are doing the work for them. Whereas I have to do everything on my own. And basically I had to start from point blank zero and I didn't have any help and I had to do all the negotiating on my own and just all the pitching brands. And so the point of life is the point of NIL is to learn for life after sports and So I feel like people are kind of limiting themselves when they have all those agents and teams. And so, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, you're, you're out there doing it. I mean, you, you are learning, you got to learn how to edit the videos. You've got to learn how to, I mean, it's, it's, it's a ton. Trust me, Chaney and I, Chaney and I get it. Um, So um, tell us a little bit about the, the organizations that you've donated your earnings to and, and how you selected those and, um, you know, why they're important to you. So I first talked about USF Health, and that was because of how much they had helped me with my concussions. And I really wanted concussion research to be on the forefront, and I wanted them to have as much help as they could. And so I took my earnings and I donated to them. And then um, Campus Inc. and the NIL store, I had merchandise come out. And it was basically about um, women in sports and opportunities. And um, and so I really wanted women in sports to be promoted as much as possible. And so that's when I donated my earnings to the Women's Sports Foundation. And then um, 
we for Meta, we had a extra yard for teachers little competition. Um, and we created um I don't know what they're called, but like the thing on Instagram where it has the you donate button, like that type of thing. Oh yeah. And so yeah. I did it. I did my donation through there. Um and I helped raise a lot of money for that. And it was around um around football and so I wanted to help out as much as I could with teachers. They've impacted me in such a great way. My high school business teacher, I've learned so much from her and she made an incredible impact on me. And so I wanted to help out as much as I could. So, yeah. That's very cool. Lainey, you're doing big things. I cannot wait to continue to watch you grow, especially in this NIL space. So thank you for spending some time with us. How can people find you? Well, my Instagram and my TikTok are Lainey.Higgins and then um, my Twitter's Lainey Higgins, but thank you guys so much for having me on. I had a great time, um, chatting with y'all. So thank you. Well, you did a great job representing all female athletes, but the D3 athletes specifically. Thank you for joining us on NIL Undressed. As always, every like, subscribe, and share is greatly appreciated.